Love Talk Radio. You are listening to Free on the Inside, a weekly internet program to inform you, to encourage you, to challenge you to be all you could be. I'm your host, Minister Joy Look, and for this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I am so joyful to be with you today. Today is like no other day. Today is the day that we can behold the glory of our Lord and Savior. This morning, I got a cup of coffee. We all just kick back and just listen to some, some just commune with God. That's all I want you to do. Just think about how good God's been to you for the last seven days, for the last 14 days, for the last 21 days. At least I go, oh, I would just like to just say thank you once again for tuning in and joining us each and every Saturday morning. We always have a great time, and I am so glad that you're my friend and that you want to spend some time with me as I spend time with God. Kick back, relax, grab a cup of coffee, and just reflect on, on how good God been to you. Also, make plans. What are you doing today? What do you want to do today? Are you going to do it by yourself? Are you a long ranger? Are you going to ask someone to come along with you? You know, I love the way the Bible said it. said that man should not dwell alone. You know, I don't want to do nothing by myself. It's sad. You know, I like good adventure movies. Uh, 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 um, I think so much as people getting abandoned on the islands and getting stranded in the in the uh, in the wilderness and uh, whatever it may be a jungle environment or a mountain environment or whatever it is the guy's there by himself and he's struggling he's struggling and yet he's able to uh, to survive but yet he's by himself. Remember this movie they had a uh, 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 I can't think of the name of it. But Tom Hanks playing it where he was uh, by himself and he was stranded on the island for years by himself. And he started making up these little old, little old animate objects and he had a little coconut he used to call Mr. Friday. Castaway is the name of the movie, Castaway. Thank you for texting that to me. I have to listen to tell me, hey, that movie was Castaway. But that was Castaway, how this man was out there on that island for many years. I almost lost his mind being out there by himself. Now, I want you to think about it. You, you in the world, you're surrounded by millions and millions and billions of people, but yet you feel alone. Yes, sometimes you feel like you want to lose your mind. I want you to just think about, just think about where you are now, where you came from, and where God have you going. Kick back, relax, grab a cup of coffee, and I'll be back with you shortly. You'll listen to Free on the Inside, a weekly internet program to encourage you to challenge you to be all you can be.
Because 
once again, I'm so honored to be here with you once again. As we start our morning devotional, we want to be very mindful of God. I just uh, just want to just talk with you personally. I don't have any guests this morning. I just want to reflect on how good God has been to me at doing this pandemic, uh, doing this social injustice and and unemployment and food shortages, we can just reflect on how good God has been to each and every one of us. I am so honored that you're here with me once again. And as uh, as we have always uh, been very faithful and dedicated to to the um, to the program, we want to continue to do those things by bringing in guests and artists at various times to encourage you to keep on uh, keeping on, encourage you to be all you could be. Give up the fight. You know, last month uh, was we were celebrating Black History Month, and I was so I was so impacted by the documentaries that was shared uh, by internet, and I shared with you regarding some of our Black men and women, our Black patriarchs, and how they weathered the storm. And you know, last week I was um, had opportunity to share with some of our listening audience about uh, uh, a stay in the race for the victory is already won. And I got to thinking, if those patriarchs that could have seen where we are today, those men and women that sit there at that at that dining counter, when uh, when all hell broke loose on them, and they wouldn't be served, and people would hurling insults at them and pouring liquids on them, and maybe even spitting on them, and, and just treating them in all devilish ways and stuff, if they could actually see what uh, uh, what they accomplished. What have uh, what they were able to bring about? Well, we too can go into any restaurant in the USA and anywhere in the world and be served and, and be served with dignity and honor, you know. And well, we can go any place that we want, uh, have a desire to, and and lodge at that place, that providing that we have the money there, because black men and women made that happen there, because they paid that cost, they laid down that foundation that we too could stand on and also build on. You know, that's a foundation. That's a twofold thing. It's only just been labor. It's also for us to build. And I got to think of so much as how today's time is. Sometimes uh, we see now that, uh, that society isn't taking that for granted. But, yes, some of us are taking that for granted. Some of us think, thank you, well, it's going to always be what it's always been. I beg to differ on those things. Those Things will change if you if you put your hand to the ply and put your your eyes on the mark. Yes, things will change and things will happen that's differently in each and every one of our lives. That's why I wanted to just uh, kick back and just have me a cup of coffee and just listen to a little phrase music along with you, my friend. And our calling number is always at three one zero nine eight two forty one twenty six. You two can call in and voice your opinion of the show something different this year because of the pandemic and uh, some of the people that I normally would associate with, we're unable to get out and do what we normally been doing. And so what we're going to do is we're going to just mix it up a little bit. And thank you for being with me. Thank you for continually to uh, share uh, your desire to know more about God and, and what's going on in the community at large. You know, uh, it's a lot going on. And I hope that you're a part of it. I hope that you don't just let this time go by and let you just say, well, I, I'm not going to do anything. What can you do? Well, I don't know what you can do, but look around and see. Say, God, what would you have me to do? There's a dying world out there. There's men and women that need your input, 
that's men and women that looking at you and seeing how you handle that food shortage. I'm going back to that again. Because we know on a daily basis, we see people that are lined up for food. You know, I do ministry, and we will serve people on the, on the streets and on the outskirts of life. And, uh, and, and, the, and, and the work was just too great. It's always somebody out there that needed some assistance. But yet now, it's a whole nation that needs assistance. Can you imagine? Can you see the food lines out there? Hundreds and hundreds of people are in line for food. And, and you know, at one time, we used to like to collect a lot of information out of a person, where you work and at what's your income, how many people in your family. And now we don't, we're not overly concerned with those things because, and, you know, uh, shortages affects everyone, whether you're black, white, brown, everybody is suffering from the same, same illnesses uh, as that food shortage. Same thing about unemployment and same thing about social justice is affecting everyone. You know, I was so uh, amazed that all the protests that was done last year, the year 2020, it was a lot of white people and brown people involved in the protest. It wasn't at one time it was only a black thing, you know, a black young man or woman get killed and get beat up by the police. You'd have a black march, you know, uh, black marches with a, would rally or would rally up black leaders and marches would rally up and march to this uh uh down to the capital or the city hall or whatever it may be in your local town or community and then it was only a black thing they say oh it'll be okay y'all are sell now but now 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 it's a worldwide thing now there's a white people thing now there's a black person thing now there's a hispanic thing now that's everybody's involved that's why we all suffer and I would love what the scripture said, for there's uh, there's no there's no difference between the Jews and Gentile, for we all have sinned and fallen short. For God is no respect of person, but falls on you, will fall on someone else also. And I just like to put it like this: the rain falls on the on the just as well as the unjust. Uh, again, you'll listen to free on the inside. Uh, call in numbers always to three one zero. We're gonna go ahead and listen to some more praise music. Grab you a cup of coffee. Reflect on how good been to you. I'm mm-hmm. 
you know that I'll be able to appoint our life where we need God at every, each and every moment of the day. I can't go without you, God. I need you, Lord. Your grace is strong. Grace is found. It's where you are. And where you are, Lord, I am free. Holiness is Christ in me. Good morning, there, brother Ricky. 
Good morning, Reverend Lewis. How you doing today? I'm doing great, doing great. We're doing a little praise music for right now, brother. Just reflecting on how good God has been. Man, I can't help it. My soul is overjoyed. I'm excited, excited, excited. It's nothing happened. I'm not getting a whole sum of money. I didn't get a good report from the doctor. I, uh, I'm just happy. I'm just happy in Jesus. Just for mm. another day. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It's a blessing to see wake up in the morning and see the sun shine. <laughs> shine through your window. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, man. as you're saying that right now, I'm, I'm having a cup of coffee and just reflecting on how good God's been. I'm going to get up here in a minute here. We're going to do a street ministry today, and we're not going to uh, put ourselves in harm's way. We're just going to drop off a few things and keep going. But we definitely want to make our presence known to those that's less fortunate. And we know that we're not alone doing this. And that's why I was just reflecting on this praise music, man, that was singing uh they were singing hymns of praise to my soul, man, lifting me up, man. It allowed me to reflect on how good God is. I think that's something that we should do, I should do on a regular basis, man. It just lock myself down in a in a little corner, man, and just continue to praise God for for he is worthy to be praised. Man, man, man. man. And, and, you know, Brother Daniel, I was just sharing what I was listening to the audience, and you can piggyback out this also a little guest that we had in the past. And we want to thank God for those men and women that made themselves available. You know, we've been doing this show for quite a while, man. We've been doing this for quite a while. And we thank God that we're, uh, uh, that he's our program director. He brings men and women on, and they share their gift and their talent with us. And, and it just blows me away, man. We'll talk to people all over the country. And even on the other side of the world, man, and we just thank God for that favor, man. And that's that favor that surpasses understanding. I understand it. A little person like me here in Dallas, in Dallas, Texas, man, in a little corner they call Oak Cliff, and God showed favor on me. But guess what? That favor not just for me alone. It's for my family and friends and all my loved ones uh, experiencing that favor of God. You experiencing that faith. I was listening to audience and experiencing that faith. You know, because he blesses us all. He, he blesses us all. I'm excited, Brother Daniel. I'm excited. Mm. You know, uh, and I was just reflecting on, uh, on, on, on the Bible here. And I was thinking about I was sharing with some guys the other day. You know, I do mentoring. And I went down to Dallas Life the other day. And I was sharing with some young men. That's getting ready to get out, and they uh, and they kind of concerned about would they be able to make it, and are they going to be able to maintain the standard of living in which they have a desire for, and they kind of living that they had used to live uh, uh, having. Well, I'm talking about just a roof over their head, uh, food, and being able to pay their utilities, and they just kind of concerned, and they said, "Brother, I don't want to fall." I don't want to fall through the cracks anymore. I, I don't want the foundation in which I've been uh, standing on and been building on for the last few months to collapse on me. Brother, oh, oh, uh, I'm uncomfortable with that. And we just, we talked a little bit and we prayed a whole lot. And I was letting them know that what God started, he's going to finish. Let them know mm-hmm. that they'll never be alone. To let them know that God has surrounded them with angels, seen and unseen. Now, sometimes, Brother Daniel, it's people that enter our life that we 
don't give much thought of, man, but maybe God have assigned that soul to us for a short time. And, you know, and I sure get with God. I do mentoring, and, and I tell guys uh, what I mentor them, say, hey, I'm going to be with you as long as God allows. I'm always going to be available. But I realize that this is a, uh, this is a, a, a a moment in time and in your life that you'll get the uh, uh, you'll get someone personally to assist you in this journey. But don't ever think that you're alone because if I'm not around, it'd be somebody else. Never be afraid to reach out. I'm not intimidated, man. I'm not intimidated with other people are doing what I'm doing and even doing it better with the speaking or the blog talk or the ministry or whatever it may be. I'm not intimidated. It just makes me want to just do better. And that's why I'm telling brothers, hey man, I'm not I'm not overly concerned if you move on uh, or get you someone else to share life experience with. But you should know, you should know if they mean you any harm. You should know if they if they mean the best for you. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people come in and they make promises, and you find out that and it isn't about anything. And then you say you find out you read right back where you started from. And so that's man. just what. Yeah, that's the way things are. Man. So, um, I didn't go last week at the show at the South uh, Line last week. It, it, went, it went well. It went well, that brother Dad. I can hardly hear you, so you have to speak up when you're talking. It went, it went well. Uh, we had a great time, and uh, uh, the Senate doesn't have as many men and women they used to have which was great. It's safe. It makes it a lot safer environment. But uh, we were only assisting in the serving of the food, but we were able to uh, minister to a couple of the residents down there. And they ministered to us, too, because it's a twofold thing. As I'm talking to someone, I'm listening to them also. And what they're saying, it encouraged me. It, it, it provokes something in my spirit. It allows me to continue this journey which God has set me on because you know Rick I realize I'm not in this alone there's a lot of people that's walking the same path that I'm walking some of them they go to the left and they, some go to the right but yet some stay on that path and I want to be the ones that stay focused to stay on uh, on the path that God chose for me yes I have ventured out yes I've done my own thing I even stopped sometimes but I thank God that someone came along and said come on brother you done made it. You done went too far to stop now. Come on, brother. Come on back over here. You're beating out the pad. You know, and I don't think we ever get to the point where we can't have, uh, uh, where we can't be corrected of how, uh, uh, have uh, good advice, of being receptive yeah. to good advice, whether it's in relationship. Well, brother, was, I, I don't think too many people are, are really. Uh, too big in order to take advice from somebody because we all mentor to each other. We should mentor to each other because no matter what your standard and how high you are, sometimes you always have to have somebody to talk to, Reverend Lewis. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I was listening to uh, um, uh, something the other day. I was, uh, I'm not going to call any names about him, but uh, I have read about them that they are uh, seemed like uh, they were having some problems in life. And, and you know, you always have to have a shoulder to lean on. I'll put it like that. We all need a some shoulders 
to lean on. We need always somebody we can talk to and we can, uh, you know, kind of, you know, you know, man, and let me, let me, I need somebody to talk to, man. You know, you know, because we don't never know what what you know. One of the main problems that you know, and one of the main tricks that the enemy uses on on people is that he tells you something, he tells you a story, but he don't tell you the end of the story. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He gives you a promise. But he don't tell you that, you know, what's going to happen at the end of this, this promise that he gave you. You know what I'm saying? Or this story that he's telling you. Or this lie that he told you. And then, you know, and then when you get involved in it and you get to having fun, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And all these little prizes that he gave you, he's not going to tell you at the end that you're going to have to cash it in. He's going to come back to cash it in on you. I'll put it like that, you know? It's going to cash in. You got to go cash your chips in, you know, in the end. And the end is your soul. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that is so true. And, you know, as you were thinking about, the, as you were sharing, I was thinking about we need to count up the cost of in any endeavor that we do. We need to weigh the advice that we're going to receive. We give someone. It's advice that you're going to share with someone concerning their plight and their troubles. Would you would you? Take your own advice. Don't give me something. Don't give me something that you ain't gonna do. You know, it's like taking your own medicine. <laughs> you telling me to manage my money, but yet you always on the. You don't have any money. You know, not that you got to have money, but you got to show me that you are attempting to manage your money, that you have a strategy and a plan. You know, and, and we all make mistakes. We learn from those mistakes. And then once we uh, learn from those and say we we are anxious to share with other people that you don't have to do these things here, or that you shouldn't do these things, you know. So I understand what you're saying, there, brother. And you know, and and, and uh, accepting advice is challenging because everyone wants to be a self-made person. Everyone wants to know that they're right in any endeavor. Everyone wants to say, "Hey, I got this." And, you know, and then in the middle of the night or before the breaking of the dawn, we realize that, hey, we messed this thing up. But then because of our pride, we don't want to go ask for help. Because of our uh, limited knowledge, we don't want to go any further with uh, investigating some uh, difficulties in our life. You know, you hit on something now, Brother Daniel. That you did, yeah. and, and 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 you know, as the world that we see it today, you know, uh, we live in almost in two societies: the haves and have-nots, which we already know that. But political uh, uh, arena, we have we live in two different political arenas: the ones that want to do stuff and the ones that don't want to do stuff. And then we want to make sure that we're not going to overdo it for people taking advantage of things, but we also don't want to leave men without. Because in the Bible, it tells you you should take care of those less fortunate. But how do you do that when the less fortunate don't want to take care of themselves? You know, it's a challenge there. It, it, uh, the Bible says that you should value those foreigners in your territory, in your community. But yet those foreigners are not trying to adopt to where you're trying to get them to. So it's a balancing act. But you can't give up on people. 
Imagine in your life and my life, the people that didn't give up on us. Where are we at today? Imagine where we were when someone intervened in our life. I'm glad someone told me to stop, straighten up, get right. I'm glad someone told me that I could be free on the inside. Man, that's hot. That's volumes there, brother. That speaks volumes. Because there's a lot of men and women get held hostage, man. They got a self-made prison that they that they uh, uh, that they in each and every day. They wake up and just dread, just dread that day. They wake up and they dread that job. They dread that relationship. They like being free, you know. And freedom is more than just money, man. Cause what if profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his very soul, lose his freedom, lose his mind? Lose his respect. At least I go on. You know what? What value is it to be able to go any place and do anything you want, and you're not happy? You know, when I was younger, it was a very popular show that used to come on, saying the the life of the rich and famous. And the first portion of that show, which about fifteen minutes, only half an hour program, they show you their lifestyle. They show you. The wealth they had and the luxury that they was uh, that they could uh, have obtained, and but then towards the end of that program, they start saying that how miserable they was and how the thing that they had all of uh, property and, and reputation and everything that they had accumulated had had slipped through their hands, and they no longer uh, enjoy what they're doing. And they know because it was just too much work and it was it was a hassle and they lost a lot of things there. And I got to thinking, there's a balancing act between the uh, rich and famous, the haves and have not, of being free and being a slave. You know, Ricky, we all want to be successful, but we don't want to be successful to the point that we are slave to that success. Yeah, you don't want to be a slave. You know, you don't want to be a slave to a, a, to a I would say like you're, you're a slave to a movement, a slave to hey, a thing. Hey, speaking of brother, uh, I can't hardly hear you, man. Get a, close a, to your a mic. slave to a movement, a slave to an act, a slave to a uh, uh, a certain way of thinking. You know, um, I know that I know a lot of people. You know, they kind of like they want to base the, you know, my. Uh, my dad used to say like it was like uh, some people try to keep up with the Joneses. Remember that song called Keeping Up with the Joneses? Yeah, I remember that song. I, matter of fact, I lived at it one time. <laughs> I ain't always been yeah. where I am today. I'm not rich and I'm not poor, but I was running with the Joneses. Matter of fact, they stayed right down the street from me. <laughs> and I worked with some of the Joneses. Trying to keep up with the Joneses was worthy out. But go on, Brother Daniel. Yeah, they're trying to keep up with what somebody else got, but just somehow, sometimes you can't bless your life on other people's blessings. You know, <laughs> or you want a brand new car and a brand new house, but 
you don't want the problems that this brand new house and this brand new car brings. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of headaches with these new these life luxuries. You know, you got to pay this mortgage bill. You got to pay this brand new car note. You got to keep the insurance up on it. And there's a lot of things that go along with that too. You got to have the job in order to pay all these things. You know, you got to have a a blessing. Somebody may have to live you. Uh, 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 inheritance. Some people get inheritance money. Some people even get a uh, uh, getting hurt in a lawsuit. They get a lot of money, you know, and make them come up like that, you know. Uh, and then some some of them are just basically wealthy, born in wealth, you know. It's few people. I was listening to a couple of days ago, and I, I was listening to this guy that said, uh, "I want generational wealth." You know what that is, brother Lewis? Oh yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah, yeah. That's that. That's that wealth that comes from a, a family inheritance. And, uh, your grandparents had it, and they parents had, it, and they parents had, it, and you want it, and you want your sons and kids. That's that generational. That's three or four generational where people just got that wealth. And you know what? That's what's wrong with a lot of our rich people today. Our, uh, not all of them, but you see the the kids that grew up in that generation of wealth. They don't have much value on things. Because I can, I don't have value for all the people sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they figured everybody, you know, you're begging. Uh, and I would say uh, a lot of politicians and a lot of people, statesmen and, and stuff like that, basically, that's what's going on even nowadays in this problem that we got going on in our society. We got a pandemic going on, people off of work. Uh, some people uh, don't uh, have a place to live. Some people right now, I was looking at uh, you know, yesterday where they were giving away food. A lot of people are missing a lot of meals now, you know. And and, uh, uh, and then they keep saying, why do those people keep bragging? Why do those people keep asking for jobs? Well, I got, you know, why, why? why? They, they just don't understand. They just don't understand because basically they've never been in that shoes before. They have never been hungry before. A lot of people don't skip meals. Some people don't know what it's like to wear the same pair of shoes every day. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was the other day I was I was watching a uh, uh, Red Fox and uh he was telling his son how he was so poor that he had a pair of tennis that say ski. They were supposed to say kids, but it was like ski kids. He had worn that rubbers down so so confined. <laughs> You know, yeah, oh, man, yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot, a lot of people don't see that, man. You know, they they don't they don't know what it's like. Now, I tell you what, a lot of people don't know what it's like when you got a lot of brothers and sisters. Now y'all wearing the same clothes at school every day. You know, hand me down. Y'all might y'all might recycle y'all clothes around. You wear my pants one day, and I wear your clothes one day. You know what I'm saying? And we all making it together in the same yeah. thing. You know. Yeah, you know, brother Daniel, when people were living like that, and because of the economy and and the education, it brought us closer together. We had that a, a, a kindred spirit, man, where we didn't mind sharing and we valued things. What happened is when society had progressed, and, and we were able to get a better education and able to accumulate a little bit of money, we lost that and that relationship. We didn't care about our neighbor. That was the time when. When someone didn't have something in your neighborhood, you would you didn't mind sharing because they would return the favor by sharing what they had. We want to take advantage of it, 
but it was like you t- helped each other. Now, if I if I my car need a boost and I got neighbors on both sides of me, guess what? They said, wait a minute, man, I don't give boost. And what I'm saying, I'm too busy. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, I mean, man, I see. I used to see that a lot, man. Yeah, I mean, man, I don't have time to give no boost, man. I'm basically I don't like getting my hands nasty, man. Yeah. You know. He'll walk straight there, drive straight by you, man. See you on the side of the road, and they won't even stop. I, you know, it's exactly. not really nowadays too safe to help some people someday. But then again, y'all just look. If I would see a man, and I see his family in the car, and he's done a man, I, I just, man, it just touched my heart, man. Let me stop and see, can I help this brother? You know, well, some people just drive on by. Yeah. You know, and you have to let the Holy they don't Spirit, have time. Uh, you have to have the Holy Spirit. Uh, urge you to help certain people because, like you said, it's dangerous. But I'm saying, just even in your own neighborhood with your neighbors and stuff, and, and just people you work with, people just so uh, disconnected. You know, yeah. we just don't care too much about yeah. each other anymore. Because, just what you know, I, I, I do a lot of stuff, but I, I realize I think about it income tax is a great thing, income tax. But it's also a hindrance, man, because when people get their little income tax money, they they like, they like turn to somebody else, man. It's like, wow. You know, before they got their little income tax, they said, man, I'm there with you. I'm willing to help out. We're going to go play. We're going to do things. But let them get that check. Boy, you won't see them until they broke it. They said, man, you don't know what happened to me. Yeah. I know what happened to you. You got selfie. <laughs> You got prideful. You got greedy. That's what happened to you. And I understand, you know, so we have to be very mindful of wealth in the wrong hands is devastating. It holds you hostage. But just think about it on the flip side. Wealth in the right hand. What could you do with a suitable amount of cash? How could you be able to help your family and help your loved ones and help your community? With, not with just cash, but with education. When these young men and women go out to college and they come back and they learn, and they learn about business and entrepreneurs and mom and dad got a little old store, how they can invest their time and their talent into that little store instead of going to another state trying to start something. When they could come back and and build up the community, you know, brother, that man, you we stayed around the fair part. We stayed in South Dallas. Imagine all those kids that were raised by mom and by mom and dad in their little convenience stores, and they sent them to college, and they taught them a trade, and they and they allowed them to experience a, a proper education. How they came back, and they did not want to invest in the community. You know, huh. we know yeah. places like that. We don't want to call any names, but it's a shame, though, man. Yeah. That's why. Doing a uh, doing my mentoring, I try to teach our young men some skills. I was teaching them about some computer skills. I say, hey, this isn't something that you uh, that you might not want to. I say, well, you might not uh, want to do this, but it's a way of working your way through college, or, uh, keeping food on your table. Let's learn a skill. Not only that, but also about mechanic work. You know, just teach a young man a skill. Teaching them to be productive, and then not only teach them, but say, "Hey, once you learn this craft, you to share it with someone else." Oh, uh, teach one. You know, back in the day, Reverend Lewis, I remember when we used to take wood shop and metal shop and electronic shop in school. Well, I don't think they teach those skills too much now. I don't even think they really teach 
homemaking. I teach uh, people how to cook in class no more, at home no more. You know, I think they kind of did away with all that now. You know, uh, you'd be surprised how many young women don't really know how to cook no more. You know, they yeah. don't know how to make a meal, you know. And the other day I was driving by Jack in the Box, uh, I think McDonald's, man, and all these little fast food places, you see a line, a long line all around the corner. That people, man, basically trying to get something to eat because, number one, they don't know how to cook some nothing to eat. You know, since this pandemic been going on, folks been starving, man, because, number one, they don't know how to cook. You know, they don't know how to cook a good balanced meal. And then they might want to find something to eat, then they go buy them a TV dinner. They're eating these pizzas and stuff, and they just basically don't know you're putting yourself in bad health. Yeah. So it's all this stuff is trickling around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not eating the uh, vegetables and stuff. And you're right, Rick. I've noticed that myself, and I think we haven't noticed that, how the uh, fast food industry is, is actually making money in the midst of this pandemic. And because uh, people just, uh, and you know, a lot of the uh, places we grew up with those things there, it was a, it was really a convenience and a luxury to be able to drive up to a drive through and, and get your meal less than five minutes. And it made things so convenient that now we don't want to go home. We don't want to cook anymore. We don't want to five, five minutes to an hour mm-hmm. for some chicken to uh, cook or bake or uh, roast or whatever. Be. We don't want to waste that. We don't want to waste that time. It's not a waste of time, but that's what I consider it to be a waste of time. But just mm-hmm. the, the missed opportunities because we're taking the, we uh, share with us, uh, with with our family and friends. And, you know, when you cook and and working on this opportunity, share a life experience with people. I'm over here working on my car, and then I could talk to someone else, whether it's finances, uh, a problem, a relationship problem, something. You know, you get your whole generation of young people, man, and it's young adults between 18 and 30. They do not know how to maintain a car. They don't know how to change a flat. What it means to change all on a regular basis, but yet they want the nice cars, they want the high-end cars, but yet they don't realize that these cars, regardless of the, you know, the value of it, they gonna break down. They gonna need a, they gonna need tires, and they don't realize, man, a tire on a particular car costs you almost one hundred. Oh, let's see, the price is one hundred eighty dollars for for just an average car, man. You got a high-end car, you paying like two dollars for a tire. You pay, you know, you got you, yeah. you got your nice, expensive foreign car. You can pay two hundred dollars for one tie. And you try to go to the shop and get the tie. You got a thousand dollars tie on the car. You had to pull in, and how you gonna pay for that on a on a warehouse job, mm. a fast food job? That's why you had to get an education. Yeah. You have to have a skill. So. When these jobs do play out, you can continue to work and take care of your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. 
I got a little surprise for you tomorrow, Reverend Lewis. Oh, did I tell you I was going to come over tomorrow, man? We're going to try to have a little service together tomorrow, that which, you know. Okay. I'm gonna try to add to add to the service tomorrow by this little tune that I'm trying to write. A little uh, dedicate that is accomplishments to your sermon tomorrow. Uh, All right, then, brother Daniel, I'll be looking forward to it. And you're very talented at your musical endeavor, so I kind of bless and enjoy that you were spying with me and. and Share your gift and your talent with me and the and the listeners, and we pray this one heart and touch by your rendition of whatever you play, where God lays on your heart. And brother Daniel, we're getting ready to get on out of here, man. And again, as we were talking about this this morning, just giving God all the praise and the glory for the day which the Lord had made. Let us rejoice. Oh, you thinking about those few words that said this is the day that the Lord had made. You know, in the, it said in the beginning God created heaven and earth and all that within thee. Then he separated the darkness from light. He separated the uh the dry land from the uh from the ocean and he breathed life into the nostril of man and we became a living being. But this is the day that Lord had made. Let us rejoice in it. You know, it's a lot of things that's going to happen today that's going to rub us the wrong way. It's a lot of things that we're going to be confused about. It's a lot of things that we just going to despise. But we have to realize, but this is the day that the Lord has made. And God said, and everything that I've made is good. Even though bad moments in life are still good because it let us know that our eyes should be on the mark, should be on a heavenly uh, calling here. For this is the day that the Lord has made, and let us rejoice in it. And let us rejoice. It said that let every breath that has life sing of the praises of God. Let all of us acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. Let all of us be aware that he's the Alpha and the Omega. He's that almighty God. He's that uh, proto-crater, which means that almighty, that there's nothing else like him. You know what? You know what? That's awesome, there, brother Daniel. So when I'm down on my luck, when I'm down trodden, when I'm down and just my whole spirit is down, I look up to the hills where my help come from and know that my God is everlasting. He will never leave me nor forsake me. But I just reflect on how good He's been to that the Lord had made, and let us rejoice and be glad. I, I, I like that part. He said, let us. I mean, I'm not in this alone, though, brother. As we stated yeah. earlier, God created man, and he said, hey, it's not good for man to dwell alone. I'm going to give you a mm-hmm. help me. And we know that that's realized that that's a woman, but also he gives you other men to walk beside you. He said, it's not, you know, uh, uh, it's not good for us to dwell alone. Whether it's with a uh, uh, a relationship with a female or just with another male companion, but it's not good to dwell alone. I was sharing earlier about this movie uh, 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 with Tom Hanks called uh, uh, Castaway, you know, and how this man <laughs> was he was all by himself and life was miserable to the point that he created him something. 
on there uh, as Castaway. He created him a little figure, and he called it Friday. He did not want to dwell alone. And in a sense that we don't want to dwell alone, but we know that we're not by ourselves. We have a heavenly father that have a desire to be with us to the point that he said, I'm never going to leave you. I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send you a helper. I'm going to send you someone to lead and guide you. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. Even though you only hear my voice and I only see you on the call, we got that connection here. And guess what? The Holy Spirit is the same way. You may hear his voice, but you don't see his face, but you got that connection. You realize that he's there with you. That's worth holding up holy hands and just thanking God for being God. But there is no other. Just thanking him for this day like there is no other. Just thanking him that he's so mindful that he said that you will never be alone. I will never forsake you or abandon you. As we wind down this second hour program, we want to be very mindful that God is still in charge, that he loves us to the point that he sent his son to die for us. Just think about it. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of the Savior, the hope of Be kind, be gentle, 
will be steadfast and unmovable, abide in the word of God. Stay safe until we meet again. In the name of Jesus, the name that's above every name, the name that's power, that's might, that's strength, that's liberty. We want to thank you, dear Lord, for another opportunity, dear Lord, how you are able to show yourself mighty in our life for your people, dear Lord. How you, dear Lord, have put a hedge of protection around each and every one of us, dear Lord, that we too can live that life that's abundant, that life, dear Lord, that's pleasing to you. Praise the Lord, our God, as we start our day, we ask you to put hedges each, each one of us in. Let what we do, dear Lord, reflect your goodness in everything that we do, and we promise to give you the praise and the glory. We pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 You're listening to pray on the inside. Be strong in the Lord and the power is might until we meet again. Amen, amen, amen. so tired so often look at this banana it's fresh brightly colored 